Hello, everybody out there, all you Bible lovers. Welcome once again to our podcast on the book of Ecclesiasticus, or called The Wisdom of Chirac. I hope you're enjoying it as we are enjoying it here at the table. This is Harriet, Bo, Benzie, and myself. I'm Tom Thompson, your reader. Again, welcome today. This is chapter 31 in Ecclesiasticus, and we have this uh, these admonitions on being too desirous of gold and uh, then being moderate in eating and drinking of wine. Um, and watching your health and uh, to not be a glutton on uh, your uh, seeking of riches or eating, feasting or uh, drinking of wine. Do not be a glutton on these earthly endeavors. Chapter 31 verse 1, they're harmonizing this by the way was with First Timothy 6, 9 and 10. It says, watching for riches consumeth the flesh, and the care thereof driveth away sleep, period. Okay, so what's that mean? Doesn't mean that you're not going to gain muscle mass from doing uh, labor. The body regenerates like that, so that's not what it's talking about. Your body is consuming away because you are uh, obsessing over riches to the point that it's taking your sleep away and it's being unhealthy. And therefore, you're not getting the uh, immune system working properly. Uh, if you have a stress that never goes away, the uh, immune system never rebounds. All this has to do with the uh, regeneration process that the Lord gave us. Uh, we uh, get the nourishment and we get the sunlight and uh, with the rest comes the growth of muscle tissue. Here that is interfered with because you're so consumed oh, with this uh, gaining of wealth. And as you look at the ten unseen uh, merchant kings of the earth, when you do get a picture of them, they're not exactly a uh, specimen of physicality. We'll put it like that. In fact, they look pretty bad, to tell you the truth. So, in, so Satan isn't helping them with their physical uh, body. In two, it says watching. Care will not let a man slumber as a sore disease breaketh sleep. Once again our rest and sleep is there to uh, refresh the body. Here we have someone that's obsessed with the worldly things and it's robbing the man or the woman from their sleep. Okay, it's uh, just like having a disease. So this is being too careful over the worldly things and you don't sleep right. 
Okay, uh, in three it says, The rich hath great labor in gathering riches together, and when he resteth, he is filled with his delicates. Okay, so there he is in his quest, his worldly quest, obsessing over the riches and gathering them. In fact, he's being successful here. And he is being filled with his delicacies. Um, this looks like a, uh, a gluttonous delicate. Okay. In 4 it says, The poor laboreth in his poor estate, and when he leaveth off, he is still needy. Okay, so now these 3 and 4 go together. Okay. The rich labors, and it's probably not physical labor, all right, in most cases it's not. Uh, other people are doing the physical labor, and he's doing the gathering, and he, he has everything he wants, he thinks. He doesn't realize that if you don't know the, the Lord Jesus Christ, you're in deep trouble. Okay, but the poor man or woman they work them, their fingers to the bone here in, at one thing or another and they never catch up. And that don't mean that they're not uh, that they're a bad person, it just means that uh, they don't get ahead, the poor person here, in their labor. Five, he that loveth gold shall not be justified and he that followeth corruption shall have enough thereof. So, you're going to get your cup filled up. This is to the gluttonous rich person that is just in love with the power that comes from wealth and gold, the rocks, the diamonds, all of the above. It is actually satanic to have an obsession over gold. Alright. We can look at a lot of the old cultures down in South America. There where Kuntakoto came up and gave all that knowledge back to man after the flood. That's throughout South America. And they treasured that gold. That gold was piled all the way to the moon. Alright, and uh, the, those creatures that were helping them obsessed over spilling the blood on the high place during the timetable of Satan. Okay, so you see how the ugly human sacrifice on the high place on their pyramid is entangled in this love of gold. And of course we all know the conquistadors in that history where uh, they were there to get that gold. Okay, so see how satanic all that really is. In 6 it says, Gold hath been the ruin of many, and their destruction was present. So that can be in this world, or it can be in the world to come, but if your heart is never, ever leaving this obsession over gold, you're in deep trouble on Judgment Day. It is, in seven, it is a stumbling block unto them that sacrifice unto it, and every fool shall be taken 
their whip. Okay, so see how the obsession over wealth and sacrificing to the idol. See, these idols were made out of this gold many times. Okay, there's beaten gold that covered the uh, stock, the many times wooden stock, carved stock, and then plated with gold. But you see there's a relationship in this obsession with gold and actually sacrificing unto the god of gold. In Egypt that would have been Ra, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mammon. Mamara. In eight, it says, Blessed is the rich that is found without blemish and has not gone after gold. Okay? So here we have somebody just because God has blessed you does not mean you should fix your heart on the wealth. Okay? Use it for good. And here in eight, we're told that that, that can happen. Blessed is the rich that is found without blemish, and that means you're not obsessing to the Mamara gold idol. Uh, nine, who is he? Question mark. And we will call him blessed. Blessed. Who? Who is he? And we will call him blessed. For wonderful things hath he done among his people. Okay, so see how he's used his opportunity of having that wealth for the good of all people here. And 10, who hath been tried thereby and found perfect? Question mark. Then let him glory who might offend and hath not offended or done evil and hath not done it. Question mark. Okay, so it's hard to be perfect. and uh, But when you don't offend, and you had the opportunity to offend, and the rich man and woman has that opportunity, and they have not done evil. Okay, and they had the opportunity to do evil and withheld their hand through the Holy Ghost. And on we go with this uh, statement. His goods shall be established and the congregation shall declare his alms. So you see how this particular person, he or she has used their placement, their wealth for good. 12. If thou sit at a bountiful table, be not greedy upon it, and say not, there is much meat on it. Okay, so here's somebody that's in 12 being a glutton. And this is what the uh, uh, cult members do. They, they have these feasts, and this, this goes into a lot of different aspects. There is a barrage of secret societies of different types, okay? Some are worse than others, but one thing, most of them have the uh, greedy table, the great feast, uh, eat, drink, and be merry, 
and then there comes the lecture and ritual. The things are intertwined. But here we have an admonition to just simply don't be fixing your heart on this great table and do not be greedy. 13. Remember that a wicked eye is an evil thing. And what is created more wicked than an eye? Did you hear that one? How about the all-seeing eye, folks? And that's a question mark. Therefore, it weepeth upon every occasion. So here is a the uh, wicked eye, and I gave it a lower meaning there, the uh, all-seeing eye, because it is worshipped in the mystery schools all the way back to Egypt and uh, Babylon. But here we have the eye that's fixed on an evil thing, and then the uh, heart lusteth. It lusts after it. And when that happens, it, the sin is in your heart. Okay, and there can be big trouble. Alright, in 14. Stretch not thine hand, whithersoever it looketh, and thrust it not with him into the dish. Oh boy, there is a second meaning to that, and that is, what did Judas do? Did he not thrust his hand in to the dish there? Is not 14 here prophetic? But the first meaning is first, okay? Always. And that is to not be so greedy that you're grabbing when someone else is grabbing here. And your great greediness. GG, great greediness. 15. Judge of thy neighbor by thyself and be discreet in every point. Okay, let's say there's a whole plethora of people that don't like an individual for one reason or another. Okay, you can listen to all that, but you are the final judge. Don't let what other people say about someone be the final word until you have in investigated with your discernment about every point on this person. So, do your own judging. In 16, eat as it becometh a man those things which are set before thee, and devour not, lest thou be hated. Period. So here, when people watch you uh, being a glutton, um, the, their hatred can be brewing in their heart over that. Look at that person. Look at Tom. He will not stop. Look at that. He is a glutton. Okay. So you don't want to be hated for no reason at all there. Uh, and especially in this case, we're being a glutton. All right. In 17, leave off first for manner's sake and be not unsatisfiable lest thou offend. Okay, more on the gluttony. So you get started first, and uh, you are still going when everyone else is gone. That is a glutton here in the wisdom of Chirac.
18, when thou sittest among many, reach not thine hand out first of all. Period. So here we have good old Sharak teaching us manners. Okay? And that, that's good. We uh, don't want to be grabbing first. Okay? Bad manners. 19. A very little is sufficient for a man well nurtured, and he fetcheth not his wind short upon his bed. Okay? Alright, what's he telling you? That if you overeat before bed, it can cause this uh, to be stuffed. And here it's uh, shortening your wind. <laughs> your lungs can't take enough because your belly is so full. So do not glutton yourself full of your nourishment. Don't use gluttony and your wind won't be short upon your bed. Okay. And he's talking about losing sleep there in the, these verses. It says, Sound sleep cometh of moderate eating. He riseth early, and his wits are with him. But the pain of... The pain of watching and collar and pangs of the belly are with an unsatisfiable man. But here we have some of the uh, unhealthy things that can cause health problems, okay, because of the gluttony. So do not be a glutton. All these statements are aiming towards that, to not be a glutton. 21. If thou hast been forced to eat, arise, go forth, vomit, and thou shalt have rest. How about that one? Okay, so uh, there's a situation here where you know you have to eat for one reason or another. He's calling it being forced. Uh, maybe there's circumstances here where you don't want to offend people, so you go on. But don't, here he's saying vomiting is better than to be a glutton and trying to sleep. And thou shalt find rest. Okay, now you get your enough nourishment and you get sound rest. 22, it says, My son, hear me, and despise me not, and at the last thou shalt find, as I told thee, in all thy works be quick, so shall there no sickness come unto thee. Okay, he's telling you, don't, don't be offended at what I'm saying. It's true, and you'll find out it's true someday. And notice here the non-slackness. This is not a slothful person here. Slothfulness is unhealthy. The sluggard eats his own flesh, and there's no regeneration because of the laziness. Okay, so he's telling you in, in your works, be quick. And that can be mentally quick, okay, because you got to exercise your brain. Yes, you do. And then you must exercise your body. And the older you get in years, because even so, some of us wax old as we speak, you must exercise mind and body more than you did when you were young. Okay, so there's that. 23. Whoso is liberal of his meat, men shall speak well of him, 
and the report of his good housekeeping will be believed. Okay, so here you are sharing with others, and that's a good thing. All right, now, this term niggard has nothing to do, once again, I have to say this, this is an old English word that means to be stingy, to be uh, hard-headed and selfish. It doesn't have anything to do with this, with the modern terminology, okay? So with that in mind, we'll go to 24 here. It says, but against him that is a niggard of his meat, the whole city shall murmur, and the testimonies of his niggardness shall not be doubted of. Okay, once again, you're stingy, and you're not sharing with others. I mean, even if you have leftover things, you can share that with the poor. Sharing is a good thing. That's putting other people's health and nourishment in your mind. You're, you're one to take care of people. So you're not a niggard at the table. You're sharing with others. And look, uh, this murmuring against you if you're a big sting. All right, so that's that. 25. Shew not thy valiantness in wine. For wine hath destroyed many. Okay? So what is he telling you? Uh, you're not a tough guy or gal when you're drinking. Okay? Don't do it. Whatever. Uh, you just don't want to be getting all full of wine and puffing your chest out. Okay? That's just a bad habit. It's uh, And there's uh, some overdoing it here. Or you wouldn't be like that. So you're being gluttony, you're being, being gluttonous, and you're getting overly rambunctious. Look at here, it says it's destroyed many. Alright? So that's not what you want to do. You, you only use violence when it's absolutely necessary, when it's the right thing to do. When it's the wrong thing to do, you withhold your hand from violence. Uh, and if that, uh, this wine bibbing is destroying your discernment about when and where to use force, now you're in a bad way and you could be destroyed or someone else could be destroyed. All right, so anyway, that's enough on that. 26. The furnace proveth the edge by dipping, so doth wine the hearts of the proud by drunkenness. Oh boy, we have the, the prophetic allegory, and we have the fact that this proud person is already a, 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 a pushing their chest out. They're not fearing the Lord. Now you add the drunkenness to that, and what do you have? You have all the bad traits sticking out there by the proud drunkenness here. 27. Wine is as good as life to a man if he be drunk moderately. What life is then to a man that is without wine? question mark for it was made to make men 
glad. Okay, and that ain't just here, that's throughout the Bible. It's even in Ecclesiasticus. Alright, but you see this person in 27 here is not going to the point that they're going out of bounds or being overly aggressive or using some kind of violence. No, 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 no. It was made for the feast, and the feast is there to make men glad. And there's a time and a place for that. And there's a time and a place that that does not apply at all. Okay. And there's more on that subject here in 28. It says, wine, measurably drunk, and in season bringeth gladness of the heart, and cheerfulness of the mind. Okay, see there's a time and a place and you're not a glutton. Okay, so you know when and where and you know when to stop. Okay, you have a time to stop and you, you're going to stop. And there's a time for that and if it ain't in season, as they put it here, then you need to put a cork in it and leave that cork there. Alright, because it's made to make the, the, the wine is to make marriage for feasting, and Jesus Christ's first miracle was to turn the water into wine. All right, but that was a wedding, okay? Anyway, the right time and the right place. 29, but wine drunken with excess maketh bitterness of the mind with brawling and quarreling. So that is just that. Those are signs of complete and utter overdoing it. This is gluttony here. This is someone that uh, the body is actually um, being affected. Their health is being affected and their mental health is being affected. And it ends up in these stupid brawls and quarrels that shouldn't even be happening. Now that is a sign of drunkenness, okay? In 30, drunkenness increaseth the rage of a fool till he offend. It diminisheth strength and maketh wounds. So here, this drunk is already a fool. You had the booze to that. What do you have? You have somebody that's uh, going overboard and falling down below their foolishness even. They're a double fool here. Alright? And look at this. In all that, as they continue to do these things, their strength. It ain't the worker that's uh, building strength mentally and physically. No. It's diminishing their strength. And making wounds. Alright? That's physical wounds mental wounds, you're hurting people, hurting yourself. No, 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 no. And this type of person is stinging everybody around them. They just are. <laughs> they're not taking care of themselves. Man or woman, they're not taking care of themselves. Now, how are they going to be true blue to you? Okay, the last verse of the day, it says, Rebuke not thy neighbor at the wine and despise him not in his mirth. Give him no despiteful words, and press not upon him with urging him 
to drink. So here he's already drinking. You don't want to have him drinking more. Okay? So you don't do that. But you don't go in there and start hammering away. You wait till he sobers up. Or she. And then if you have an admonishment, go ahead and give it to him. Remember, all things in the right time and the right place. But here we're talking, he's giving you the situation and he's telling you the truth. He's already told us, I'm right and listen to me so that uh, someday you'll know that I was right.